<clears throat> in this first ever special of the Edutainment Corner podcast, uh, Wayne and I discuss aliens and pretty much everything to do with them and about them. I just want to preface the podcast by letting you know that some of the audio levels and some of the clips are a little bit loud, but uh, should be okay. We did what we could to fix them in editing, but we just want to apologize in advance and hope you enjoy the podcast. Also, keep in mind that the clicking you hear behind me will not be in the episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. Five, four, three, two, one. And all right, guys. Welcome to episode six. I think it's six, isn't it? No, 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 no. No, not six? Seven. Seven already? Oh, my God. Okay. Seven of the Edutainment Corner. This is a podcast about all the things that are going on in the world from your average teenager's perspective. I'm Nicola Combe, and here with me today is the absolutely extraordinary Wayne Lindquist. How are you, man? Yellow. I'm doing all right. I am so happy that it is summer, and I do not have to worry about school. That, that's the best part. And I think technically there's school this week that we're recording, but since, like, I do online distance stuff, there's no schools oh. and... No, school is, school is, like, officially over. Oh, really? Like, unless unless you go to get your report card on Thursday, okay. then, yeah. yeah. No, school, school, I'm done with school. I'm not going back. Sweet, me too. I'm, that's, that's, that's great. What are you drinking, man? We, we got ourselves some drinks before the pod. I have Fresca. My, me and my dad drink it all the time. That's, like, sparkling soda? Yeah. Nice. Zero calories. It's it's just regular. It's I don't really know what the it tastes like lemon almost. Okay. It's I can't really put a taste on it. So it's like lemonade but not sugary. uh, Hold on, let me let me taste it real quick. Yeah. No, you can, it tastes, it tastes sugary, but it has no sugar in it. Hmm. It's literally the only thing on the uh, nutrition facts. It's all zero except for um, sodium, 50 milligrams, and it has 110 milligrams of potassium. That's pretty good. It's almost like a banana. Lots of potassium. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty. Um, What are you drinking? As usual. You got your chocolate milk. As usual. Um, this episode, guys, we have a couple of announcements to make before we really get into it. So uh, I just wanted to announce that I think we've decided that our uploads will happen on Friday evenings instead of the usual Sundays. Yep. Um, we had a little break in episodes while we finished off the school year, but you know, so- now since summer's coming all come now since summer's come along, uh, we'll get the pod back in session and good to go i think fridays are going to be a lot better for us yep. and hopefully hopefully by summer's end we will have a room oh absolutely a recording yes. room ready so that we can do these on camera yes i think we will we'll also need to find a camera to do it with but oh yeah i i have no doubt we'll find a camera it's not that hard Alrighty. um the other thing i wanted to announce today guys is that we are extremely excited to present the first podcast special. Now, specials aren't things we're going to do very often, but every once in a while, one of us is going to spend quite a long time searching, researching, 
not searching, researching, and looking into some sort of topic, whether it's, you know, aliens or uh, space or something that we want to talk about on the podcast. And then we're going to present all the information to discuss on the pod. And I think uh, this is going to be a really, really exciting episode. And Um, most of this stuff that Nick is presenting is going to be first time for me. So you're going to get my like raw reaction to some of the some of the stuff that's being presented today absolutely you're as a listener you're going to be able to experience this along with wayne um speaking of listener that was just something i've been thinking about we need a new word for them because no podcast just calls their listeners listeners that's lame like we need something much better but much cooler yeah we'll think about that absolutely um so, so I think I wouldn't, before we like really start, I want to start with a life update. What have you been up to aside from drinking your um, soda so far, well, man? Right now, I have a cosmic brownie. A cosmic and brownie. There, yes, and there is a unnormal amount of orange-colored um, what do you call them? Candies on it. Huh. I don't know, but there's a lot of orange. Like, one side is just completely orange, and the other side is, like, multicolored. What does this orange candy taste like? That's just, that's just, like, chocolate. Oh, that's, like, okay, so, like, an M&M color kind of thing. Yeah. That's neat. Have you ever had a cosmic brownie? I've never had a cosmic brownie. How have you never had a cosmic brownie? I don't know. As an American, I am ashamed. I'm sorry. You should, you definitely should try some. They're not really healthy. (laughs) <laughs> generally uh, brownies aren't healthy yeah but they taste pretty good that's fair I'll, I'll try one as soon as I can Alrighty. and um other than that um I've just been chilling nice. me and my dad this week or the weekend before or basically this weekend um we went to Cincinnati Oh, that's right. For the weekend. And we saw uh, three baseball games. And we met up with some extended family. Okay. And it was pretty fun. I'm so surprised I did not get sunburnt at all. Thank God for sunscreen. Um, I was in the sun. And my tan, or my arms are really tan now. And the whole, the whole rest of my body is still... Oh, no. Is super it? white <laughs> that's funny you got a farmer's tan yep yeah absolutely dude i'm not really too. I've, been, I've been running in the mornings around like oh yeah and then i i have my shirt on so i get really sunburned on the bottom part of my arm but then the top and my stomach and my back and my chest are all like so white <laughs> yeah the under underarm like the it's literally the bottom of my arm i don't what would you call that like Uh, bottom of your forearm i guess yeah bottom of my forearm is so pale and then you flip my arms over yep like it is tan me too i have a mosquito bite on my arm it itches so bad ow i don't even know when i got so you've been running yeah Oh, speaking of speaking of exercises, I bro, you remember how a while ago I started doing two hundred push ups a night? Yeah, are you still doing that? <laughs> I am still doing that. And wow. this morning I did two hundred push ups 
in like six minutes and thirty seconds. Oh my god! I, I I've never been able to do that in my life. That is incredible, in my opinion. Like I'm, I'm Dude, that is so insane. Not trying to brag, but I mean, like, oh my yeah. god, it's so cool. Takes minutes. Yeah. Wow. No, I had like a lot of energy this morning when I woke up. I don't usually do it in oh, six yeah. minutes, but still. <laughs> let's do the math real quickly. That's a good yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's say you did two hundred and thirty-three about... push-ups a minute. Oh my god. I think Did so generally I... when I do them, I've gotten to a point where I do 50, so I do four sets of 50. Mhm. Mm that's a good that's a good way of spacing yourself out. Yeah. Do you do these like um do these at like different times of the day or do you do like a 10 minute break? And I do, do the other 50. Um I do all as soon as I wake up, I just hit the floor and I like set, start my timer and I hit the floor like I get out of my bed because if I don't do it first thing in the morning then I'm gonna dread it all day oh yeah I that was <laughs> that first half semester uh -huh. of school that was me like if I did not do it if I did not do school yeah I would just oh man I gotta do this I gotta do that I'm so surprised I passed this year I passed all my classes with like a couple A's, a D, and all the rest were C's. Which... Those couple of A's are epic there. Hmm? Those couple of A's are epic. Yeah. It's so it was this we this year was so weird. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not really that bummed out about not getting like A's and B's and honor roll. Because Next year, when hopefully everything will be normal, I'm gonna go all out. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you excited for school to be back to normal next year? Oh yeah, most definitely. Be able to see you, man. That is gonna be exciting. Yes, I can't wait to see everyone again. Part of me kind of okay. likes the distance though, just because of, it like fits my schedule where I can go to bed at three in the morning, wake up at nine, then go to sleep <laughs> again for a couple of hours, you know, and then wake up at eleven like ready to start the day because i'm a total night owl yeah i'm the complete opposite of you know i used to be a night owl for the longest time and then and then high school oh, high yeah. school i just started sleeping at like yep. usually good times yeah when when like middle school oh my god i swear i was i hadn't seen <laughs> Because I could, there was a day, there was, not a day, but there was like a period, I think of like almost three days where I did not go to sleep, where I Holy got barely any sleep, and I, that was, you know, I still kind of miss those days, but also I really don't, because yeah. my, like, I had major bags under my eyes, I'm I just, sure. I wasn't healthy, really. I'm sure. Um, but let me take a quick swig of my chocolate milk. Yeah. Um. Right now, currently, I am in the middle of an MLB game. <laughs> oh really? Who is? That's we are recording. Oh, uh, it's not like a game game, like an actual game. This oh. is it's the video game. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, but. 
Yeah, pretty much. I am in the triple A. You are in the triple A. What's the triple A? There, it's the minor league system. It's like a, it's a couple leagues before you get up to the majors, which is like the normal 30, I think it's 30 teams, 32 teams. Not really. I don't really follow baseball. I follow basketball more than I follow yeah. baseball. But I just like playing this game because it's on Xbox now. Come. It used to be only exclusive to PlayStation. Oh, really? And that's one of the main reasons I got a PlayStation was just to play MLB. You're and now Xbox that it's on fan. Xbox, I have, like, no use for the PlayStation. <laughs> I'm an, I, I grew up with the Xbox, so I have, like, I didn't grow up with it in my house, but every single time I went to my cousins, we'd play yeah. on the Xbox. So that, I have emotional oh, attachment to that, even though people say PlayStation's better. Uh, no, definitely Xbox. I'm more of, I'm an Xbox fanboy. Nice. I've been playing Xbox my entire life. Alrighty. Alright. So, other than the uh, 200 push-ups a day, yeah. what else is going on? I've been debating about... Or actually, I've, at this point, it's pretty much final. I'm about to start a lawn care business. A um, lawn some, care business? Yes. And I know it's something that like feels you know like you do when you're littler. But I'm talking, mm-hmm. I'm going to be going every day to mow many, many lawns, I'm hoping. Um, oh, really? I mean, the, so I was thinking, you know, do I want to get a, a summer job? Uh, do I want to get a job this summer to make some money? And um, Speaking about that real Walmart? quick. Uh, that- yeah, Walmart. So my driving test. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I took it um, May 17th. Mm-hmm. And it was completely not how I thought it was going to be. Oh, they, really? It was a contactless test. And so the instructor was not even in. What the? It was not even in the car. They had my dad in the car. That's weird. And they set up a bunch of cameras and a GPS. And it's supposed to be simple four right turns. And they made me go... Around and about, bruh. It was it was really stupid. So I failed. What? Sad. Sadly, I failed. Uh, but I am. I'm taking it at a different um DMV. Okay. Uh, June seventeenth. So. Nice. Mine's scheduled for June twenty second, I think. So I'm I'm hoping I pass first time. I'm. So what day? June twenty second. So five days after you're taking yours. Yeah. Ooh, we could be driving at the same time, huh? Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. That totally would. Um, dude. But speaking about the drug driving thing, if I do pass, mm-hmm. um, I am gonna start working at Walmart. I'm gonna nice. apply. I already know I'm gonna get the job. So it's just a matter of if I want to work there or not. So. Sweet. So the lawn care, are you, what are your prices going to be? Have you figured that out? I'm going to do roughly $25 for like a medium sized yard, but I'm, I might bring it down to 20 depending on what I get. Um, do you have the equipment? <laughs> uh, yes, we have mowers, we have edgers, and I'm going to use my parents at first and then maybe if it's, if it's successful, I might end up buying my own, but oh. um, my, my parents are perfectly fine letting me do that. 
and then I'm gonna go. I don't think you need a permit here. I haven't looked up like a license. For I don't. Yeah, I don't think you do because I've had I've had other friends that have mowed my lawn. You can mow my lawn. We'll pay you. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I was gonna say so. I wanted uh, the reason I wanted to do lawn care is like I was thinking should I get a normal job. And there was a couple of, like, reasons I don't want to just get a normal job, and that's mainly because I want to be able to work my own hours whenever I oh, want. Oh, yeah. That's a big part of having a job is hours. Yeah. And then if I'm the most productive when it's late at night, it makes it harder for me to, you know, it, it's kind of back into the loop of school every day, having to wake up early yep. for a job. And that's just not kind of the what I want to do right now. Well, I mean, you're going to have to do that anyway. Nobody's going to want you to mow their lawn at well, night. Yeah, but I mean, I can do that first thing in the morning. Like when I went up first thing in the morning for me at, you know, 11, mm. 12. And yeah. then that's the prime time. And then I have my whole rest of my day, the eight you hours. Do other stuff? Yeah. Okay. I'll get what you're saying. So I'd probably be mowing at, you know, 12, 1, 2, and 3. Maybe yeah. four hours. Well, I hope that works out well for you. Thank you. I hope so, too. So I'm guessing the whole um, tutoring? Yeah. It's so difficult to find clients, and especially since there's no, like, in-person. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the teachers don't even know who their classes are. Uh-huh. And they don't know who needs tutoring, and it's hard to, you know, it's just, I think that would have worked better had it been in person and, uh. Yeah. Just doing stuff in person. Yep. I was going to yeah. say, so let's, I'm, I'm ready to get into the podcast, like the, the main oh, yeah. of the podcast, if you are. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. We oh, have I'm aliens so on the table, guys. So, oh yeah, this is an alien special. Absolutely. So I'm, I've found, I've spent a while on the internet looking for, you know, some really credible sources. And this first one, I don't know how credible it is. It's it's impossible to gauge. But I strongly urge, encourage you to go find the original source, the uh, Joe Rogan podcast with Bob Lazar, and make up your mind for yourself. I think he's credible. He sounds like a very credible person, but he could be totally making this up. Who knows why? Yeah. But here's the story. I'm going to sum it up, but if you want the whole thing, go to the... uh, I'll put a link in the description for the Joe Rogan podcast, Um, and there's a couple of other documentaries. I think Jeremy Corbell has made some that I strongly recommend you go see. But Bob Lazar is a man who worked at Area S4. He was already involved with uh, nuclear weapons and physics at Los Alamos. He made a jet engine on his car, and he got known from uh, by Edward Teller because of that. He was giving a talk, and Bob Lazar ended up meeting him there, and he was recognized him because Bob Lazar had a rocket on his car, like a jet engine, mm-hmm. and he was known as the guy around town. So Edward Teller had seen him on like the news. They had done a news thing about it, and... Uh, he ended up getting a later a letter much later on referenced from Ed Teller to go work at a uh, advanced propulsion area, an advanced propulsion site. You know, had would have a varied work schedule. It'd be a remote location, but he didn't really know much else about the job yet because he was 
pretty secret. You know? Yeah. Being... I mean, working for the government, those type of jobs are always... Yeah. Very secretive. And I, I think he was, he was like 20-something, so he was very, very excited. He was... This is fascinating to him, so... The first day at S4, he was he read a quick briefing that explained the entire project to him. It went, um, it talked about you know an alien spacecraft and all these things, and he didn't know what it was because he was just reading this briefing form, and yeah. for all he knew, it could have been a, a test for memory, and he'd be tested on it afterwards. He didn't believe any of the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, this has to be fake. Like, yeah, this made this just. Has to be some type of test. Yeah. Make sure you're not crazy or something. Turns out, the the area he'd been working at S four is basically Area fifty one, but it's called Area S four because um, it's not quite Area fifty one. It's a little subsection. It's further away. It's not quite what we think of when we say Area fifty one, but it's basically the same thing. It's the real Still in area the desert. 51. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on his first day there, he, he was like going there, he had to read that briefing, and it, it details all the little different um, subcategories of the project. Now this is a, a government thing. Now the project was an idea, with the, the whole point of this project that he was sent to work on was to back engineer an alien craft. They had apparently recovered a craft. Now this is, the, there, I'll tell you later, there are more crafts than just one, but this is all he knew at this point, that there was an alien craft that they had uncovered, and they were trying to back-engineer it. Uh, so they split the project into a ton of different pieces so that no nobody could have the entire picture, but everybody needed to know about the whole project in general, so that's why they gave the briefing to him in the beginning. Alright. If you're lost right now, let me know, I can totally explain a little bit further, but... Yeah, what do you mean by back engineering? Oh, all right. So they had found, let's say we found, let's say we dropped a nuclear bomb into the, uh, or a motorcycle into the Renaissance times, right? They would go and they would try to figure out what this motorcycle is. They could probably get it to work. They could figure out, hey, this is probably metal. And what they would be doing is trying to figure out how they could make one themselves. So, so the it's government like refer- using it as like a reference. Yeah, exactly. Almost. We say we have one of these. We know that this technology is possible. So how do we make this technology? Oh, okay. So that was the idea of the project, and they had apparently uncovered a UFO. So Bob went in, and he went into the first hangar, and he didn't really know what was going on, and he ended up seeing a UFO, and he didn't still wasn't quite sure what was going on so he thought ah this makes total sense now this is just some sort of advanced military uh, jet or something that they've been working on and this is why we're getting all these UFO sightings and this is why oh it all makes sense so it must be yeah he he thought it must be some type of secret government testing exactly some sort of uh, technology the government was working on and just hadn't told the people about yet or something yeah um oh so he was told that Bob was told that he had to work with power and propulsion with his partner named Barry. Power and propulsion. Yeah, the power and propulsion system. So this was um, we'll get into a little bit of what he did as part of that, but they split up the project so that way no one would have the whole thing. That's what the briefing was for, and that way because you you do need to know a little bit about all the other projects so you um, uh, know what you're doing. 
Yeah, so, so you know, because it, it's possible that the power and propulsion system might relate to the material sciences. Um, and so you need to know that this project exists and, and be aware of the, the basics that it's working on. But they don't, the government doesn't want everyone to know the whole story. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so it's like, you gotta work on this stuff, you gotta know about it, but you don't, they don't want anybody else knowing that you're doing it. Yeah. So he went through the through the hangar door. He saw the flying saucer. He went, "Oh my God, this explains it all." And then he met Barry, his lab partner, and he they later Barry. on figured out that the, he figured out that he needed to reverse engineer this thing. This wasn't something they had built. This is something they had found. And um, he was he figured out that the technology of this thing was absolutely insane. Didn't exist already. They were they were figured out, they were trying to figure out the reactor, which is. He explained, he described it as, imagine a hemisphere about the size of a basketball um, that produces its own gravity. So, so imagine a basketball uh, that you can cut into halves. When you put the top half on, it starts to produce its own gravity. Okay. Let's let the train pass. Alright, there was a quick train, but we cut that out. So, uh, wait, let me, <laughs> sorry. Alright guys, so there was a quick train, we cut that out, but there's going to be a... We were talking about the basketball-sized hemisphere that produces its own gravity when it's put together. So, when it, the way he Bob described this in the, in the podcast with Joe Rogan is that the hemisphere ends up producing its own gravity like a magnet repelling you. So you could try to touch the, the basketball, but you aren't... Well, you wouldn't be able to because it would be... Oh, would you know what that hand. reminds me of? What? You remember those, like... I want to say like beads, almost like the little. Jeez, I gotta figure out the name for them. They were magnets, and they looked like beans. I don't know what you mean. And I remember, I remember you could like, you could try and put them together, huh. and it would push them apart when you try to push. Them. That's weird. And so like a, like a repelling magnet. Yeah. I don't know what you're but, talking about. Hmm. I'll, I'll figure it out. Interesting. But yeah, um, we, we weren't able to touch the, they weren't able to touch the sphere. And uh, the way they figured it out is that the reactor would turn on when there was some kind of electrical load. And that's, uh, I don't know exactly what that means because he didn't, they didn't elaborate on that too much. But I think an electrical load is like some kind of, uh, when you flip when you flip the light switch, then you get electricity flowing through, so that counts as a load. Uh-huh. So the re reactor is turn on and turn offable. Um, I think Bob was saying that there was a horrific accident before he ended up coming there. He he was able to glean that information, oh. and he thinks they were trying to cut into one of the reactors. They uh -huh. they had like multiple. Um, they they actually did have multiple, so they were, they had actually recovered nine craft, nine Ooh, space nine. Craft. Yes, from S from in area S four. He was one time able to see all of them when all the hangar doors were open, and every single craft was different, almost like car designs here on Earth. Like there's trucks and there's cars and there's you, you know, think there's different type of spaceships you can buy yeah. for aliens. It might be we don't know, but um, they all had the same sort of shape sort of like you know when you have when you think of a, a flying saucer yeah um 
the reactor that he was working on is sort of the main power for the entire ship. Um, that's why it's such an important piece to figure out. But he said that southern one before them, they had been trying to cut into one of them that they all had. Um, they had multiple. I think they had nine of the, these reactors. So they were trying to cut into one, and it had maybe exploded or who knows what happened. But so, uh, someone, whoever had been in his position before him, had gotten, probably died. Um, oh. So, again, he could be making this entire story up, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, hey, it's still interesting to hear about. Yeah. So, at this point, he, he, he elaborated, you know, at, S, at Areas 4, the people in charge gave literal, like, literally zero information beyond what was necessary. That's kind of suspicious. I mean, maybe. But I think the reason for that is just absolute secrecy. If Bob Lazar had known the entire thing, mm -hmm. then he could tell a whole lot more than he was able to tell now. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it. so... it. The only bad thing about that is it interferes with science. Because with science, the, the best thing they could possibly do if they want to reverse engineer this craft is to have... A whole team All of the, people. Yeah, like a whole lot of information yeah. about it. But, and you being know, able to it's the government. discuss ideas and trade information with all the departments and, yeah. But, they won't I mean, do that. it's the government. Yeah. They gotta keep everything secret so that they don't get any yep. of the IRS, their stuff stolen. Yeah. But Lazar made a uh, comment a couple of times that I really enjoyed where he talked about. Them trying to to reverse engineer this thing and figure out what how how to make it is like us dropping a motorcycle or a, or a small nuclear bomb, a small nuclear reactor in Victorian times, right? Mm -hmm. They could sort of look at it and figure out what it is, but you know, let's say the nuclear reactor, they would be they would try to take it take it apart, and then all of a sudden they'd all start dropping dead because of all the radiation, and mm. they'd be like, this thing is killing us. With, and we're not even touching it. You know, so be, the UFOs might be dangerous? For all we know, it could totally be dangerous. That's They tried to cut into one and it killed the dude. Hmm. So. Um, he, uh, he also said that, you know, this thing is like a uh, motorcycle where we can figure it out. If you left the key, we could probably learn to drive it. And they actually did learn to fly one of them. And we'll get oh. into that in a little bit. Um, okay, now that sounds... I don't. You don't believe? I feel like those things are too advanced. It would, I feel like it would be a lot. It'd be like flying like a like a plane, but harder. Yeah. Well, I, again, he said, you know, if we left a motorcycle with the key in um, Victorian times, the scientists there could probably figure out how to run the motorcycle, and they could probably get pretty good at driving it. But they wouldn't have the foggiest clue on how to yeah. recreate one. Um, they actually said that they found one of the one of the. Uh, he was able to figure out that they found one of the spacecraft in an archaeological dig site, which means that they've been here for a while. Ooh. If if he's telling the truth. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bob Lazar was there for for six months, and he ended up figuring out that the uh, reactor was powered by a small particle accelerator that used an element that was not known by this by the time that he was working on this. Um, you know what a small particle incel incelerator? 
Oh, so a particle accelerator is. Accelerator. Uh, imagine. I think that was. I think that's what the Large Hadron Collider is. I'm not quite sure, but it's the, a particle accelerator is when you take a particle and you zoom it down a really long tunnel at a really really fast speed, and you want to see what happens. Oh. Okay. Uh, Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. So they, they use a, a, a an atom of element 115. Now, this wasn't on the periodic table when they were working on it, when oh, Bob really? Lazar was at Area 51. So they actually ended up speculating that this element existed before it was confirmed. And I think it's Moscovium is what the element 115 actually Moscovian. is today. Moscovium. Yeah, I have a periodic chart behind me. Uh, 115, I don't see it on here. What year was it confirmed? I I think 2000-something. Let me look up. When was Moscovium discovered? 2003. All right, so before we were born. Yep. Hmm. But after... He had already said that this element has to be a thing when he was working at Area S4. So, uh, the reactor, he said that how it works is that this particle accelerator, instead of being a really long tube, it's a donut shape. So the particle accelerator can just go in a circle really, really fast. Um, that element 115 is going in, that's somehow powering this gravity uh, field. <coughs> Right. Bob got to go inside the craft one time. He said everything was curved, no sharp edges. He said there was all curved. Yeah, there was not a single <laughs> corner, not a single edge. It was just all kind of curvy. Um, that would be so weird. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like you're, it's like you're inside of a circle. Exactly. Uh, he said there was there was seats. I don't remember. I think oh he said there was three seats with the reactor in the center, uh, three levels on the craft. Everything inside was a dark pewter color, and the the weirdest pewter thing was that color? pewter, so like gray. Oh, okay. Um, and then he said that the entire craft was designed for something like half his height. Oh, so that means the aliens must be short. Huh. Yeah, which is just that's crazy to me. That's kind of cool. Um, there was no control panel, no artwork on the in the craft, nothing on the craft except just the smooth walls and the smooth everything. Um, hmm. There were a couple of archways that might have had screens or something like that. He wasn't quite sure. He only got to go inside once and and see it. Um, so it might have just not even been on. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, he thinks what it's it's some sort of transparent screen that can turn on. And then they can maybe touch it, but he's not quite sure. Um, he said there was three levels. The main level is um, the one that he was on with like the seats and the reactor. Um, under that is the gravity amplifiers. So that's some sort of thing that will take the energy field, the, the gravity field that the reactor is making, and amplify it to, to shoot this thing through space or air or water or whatever it's going through. Um, and then under the craft is gravity emitters. He said they almost look like a trash can on a pipe, so that is the, the thing that actually shoots the gravity out. And that's why you see these UFOs in a circular shape, because these gravity emitters, the three of them, uh, are the triangle sort of idea where it, it'll shoot in any direction you need to go, d 
depending on how much gravity you push through each emitter uh, on the bottom underside of the UFO. Hmm. So we, when we think of the UFOs, them being flat against the ground is not the way they travel fast. When they travel fast, they actually turn over onto their sides and then they zoom away that way. So it, it faces, the, the top half of the UFO is actually the part that's facing wherever it's going, like a rocket. Oh. Wait, say that again? So so when you think of the UFO, right, you think of it, yeah. um, you think of it, sort of the disc part being facing mm-hmm. the ground. You, when you look up, if you were to look up from the bottom of the UFO, you'd see the disc. Yeah. Right? And that's because the gravity is pointing against the ground, pushing the UFO up. Uh-huh. So when the UFO wants to go somewhere really fast, what it does is it'll turn onto its side, face the disc behind it, and then that'll push it way forward at a really fast speed. Uh, and that'll come important later. So Bob Lazar said this. Um, the, his favorite part of the craft, this is like the part that... Uh, Bob Lazar could understand, and that therefore his favorite is that the access to the level below was a sheet-like metal, sort of almost uh, like a cardboard, but made out of metal that could collapse. So it was like a hexagon, and because the hexagon was a really strong shape, it supported the the trap door. But you could push it off to the side um, to save space, and then just come climb, climb down and then re-unfold the trapdoor hmm. I don't know if that makes sense uh, he explains it better than I can but um, imagine you take a cardboard uh, box mm-hmm. get rid of the bottom and then you can kind of compress it sideways and then reopen it into the box shape again oh so it's like breaking down a box but then yeah but as but a then you can open it up oh yeah wow that's wow uh, another thing he said is that when you when you make power or you use power, you should mm-hmm. be making heat as a result, right? Yeah. He says that the reactor never got above room temperature. Ooh, so there'd be no overheating problems. Yeah, but like it's... you know how like an astro or like a not an astronaut but like a shuttle. Yeah. As it comes down, or like comes down back to Earth or goes up to Earth, or uh-huh. you know, you have to have like a heat shield. Yeah. So, this would need a heat shield? I think it still would. I think it's more... when Think of, think of it this way. When you're listening on your headphones, your mm-hmm. headphones are using power, and your headphones are giving off a tiny bit of heat, no matter what. That's just a law of thermodynamics. Now, it, even if it's like barely noticeable, it's still giving off a little bit of heat. That's why your computer gets hot if it's using a lot of energy. Because we're it's not 100% efficient. And that's just a law... Of thermodynamics right yeah this reactor that should be using a ton of energy to do this never got above room temperature that is wow yeah Fuck. all right we're nearing the meat of the story this is like the ending sort of big culmination thing he got to see this thing fly one time uh-huh uh, they only let him see it once, but they, they had figured out how to fly one of these just because they, they'd been working on it. Who knows how long? Five years, maybe 50 years, right? But um, 
he saw it. They, they took it outside. Someone went inside. He was sort of like crawling, slouched over while he was in the tiny little hunched area to control. It lifted off silently, almost silently, he said. Uh, he said there was a small hiss from like the, uh, that you'd hear as it lifts off the ground, but then it would hover completely silently. Uh, like a, like a hybrid? Yeah. Like a hybrid car? Yeah. Hybrid cars don't make that much noise. Exactly. Uh, he said the weirdest No, it's electricity. Thing. Huh? You're electric. It wouldn't be... It could be, most yeah. most of her gas-powered and gas-powered stuff makes noise. But then um, you get, like, an electric car, it's like, they don't really make that yeah. much noise. Or it could be something we have zero clue how to make or how to use. Oh, yeah, obviously. They, obviously there's that. But. Yeah, but it could be electric for all we know. Yep. Um, he said... One of the weirdest things, because this this spaceship bends gravity, right, to, to um, lift it, it off the ground. Gravity? If you yeah, it, it utilizes a gravitational field around it, almost in a heart shape. That means you can't look up and see it. You cannot see the craft from directly underneath. Because the Ooh. gravity bends around it in a heart shape. So the light you're seeing bends around the spaceship. Uh. That's the weird, so weird to me. That does sound pretty weird. So, so if you're looking up at it, you can't see it at all? Yeah, because the light just bends around the craft. Wow. But the weirdest thing is that you could still communicate it with it with walkie-talkies and radio waves. Even though you shouldn't be able to because the gravity should, again, deflect the radio waves. You can still communicate with it somehow. So maybe it... Hmm... I, yeah, I have no idea. That's, uh, that, that's a very tough thing to think about. Yeah. Alright, so this part is uh, where it starts to go a little bit sad. Uh, his wife started having an affair. And what? Whoa, yes, whoa, whoa, so whoa, 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 uh, you know, working these unpredictable hours, so his wife, in the in the in the times that he wasn't there, was having an affair. Um, all the wow. military people were monitoring his phone lines and things like that, so they knew about it before he knew about it. Uh-huh. And as a result, they started watching him just to see, like, when should we tell him? Should we tell him? You know, how would he handle the news? He noticed that they were, you know, keeping a strong eye on him, so he started to worry that he might get booted out. He didn't know why they were watching him and paying attention and things like that. So he wanted to show his friends that this thing is real in case he got, you know, kicked out and he couldn't talk about it again. So he said, I have the flight schedule, because he knew when they flew the planes, and they they flew them a lot, did low-altitude tests. This is also why it's in the middle of the desert. They did on Wednesdays when the traffic was the least. Uh Um, So he called up his friends. He was like, yo, come watch this. Just take take a camera and you'll see. Uh, I couldn't find the video of this because just like copyright and you know a lot of yeah, it's, it's hard to find exactly but his friends came on on a night and they filmed the UFO flying mm-hmm. Joe Rogan says uh, it, they t- Joe Rogan watched the video and he says you know the way he described it is take a laser pointer move it across the wall randomly this, that's how this thing moved, like, no inertia, no slowing down, just 
ping-ponging around. Like, you could literally Zoom. boing, 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 and it would just... It, it could just change your directions like that. That... Wow, what the... What the heck? Yeah. So hmm. they, uh, I mean, if you, if you think about a, a, a plane that we have in our, with our combustion technology, it can't just reverse direction immediately. One, it would, there's inertia, there's, it would have to turn, you know? This thing is crazy, just boing, boing, boing around the wall. Um, it's defying the laws of physics. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So they ended up going multiple times after that. Um, they ended up getting caught at the end because they had, uh, Bob Lazar ended up, yeah, they, they, they got caught trying to film the spaceship after a couple of times doing it. And so they, let, they had to probably let him go. Yep, they let Bob go, out, and they told him about his wife's affair. Bob now was worried, oh. you know. Huh? I said, oh, they just, just let him go and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, your wife's cheating on you. Yep, exactly. So, uh, Bob was worried then, of course, because, you know, now that they know he knows, he they don't know who he's going to tell, there's a lot of things that he's worried about, right? So he contacts this guy named George Knapp, and he's the guy to call about, you know, UFOs and things like that. He, um, George Knapp ended up sharing his story, I think, on the news, or I don't remember exactly where it was, but somewhere. And then after that aired on the radio or the news, wherever it was, Bob got a phone call from one of the people that said, do you have any idea what we're going to do to you now? Uh-huh. Um, after that, they couldn't just, you know, kill Bob Lazar, and that's what why George Knapp had, had said to Bob, convinced him, like, Yo, you'll be fine, they can't kill you, because all that will do is confirm your story. Yeah. So, uh, he didn't die, but his family and friends got audited by the IRS, you know. They got a lot of hassles with, like, clearances for military and things removed. Um, his birth certificate went missing, so it became very difficult to find any evidence of his past. But, so basically they made his life and people that he loved. A living hell. Exactly. Aw, dude. So, again, this could be totally fake, but it's just really interesting. What does he look like? Oh yeah, you can look him up. see he's a sort of for those listening he's a middle-aged man i would say now he has a short hair glasses sort of a mean he looks like a very average person if you ask me his forehead's kind of big yeah he has thin lips um very thin lips yeah i would i would just recommend you go watch the joe rogan podcast that he did um, because that he can explain the story way better than I can. But that was something I wanted to bring. So now you know a little bit about this story. There's a couple more things that I want to show you now that are going to actually make this story a little bit more credible, just like as we continue. And other stories from other people that is very interesting. And there's a couple of videos I want to show you after in the next segment. So uh, let me take a swig of my chocolate milk and we'll do that. Alrighty, guys. Next segment. This... Um, next story. Wait, hold on. Right, right, uh, we're gonna redo it. Oh, uh, Dave Fravor. Yeah. Rem, can you be a lot quieter with your keyboard? Okay. okay thank you. Okay. Alrighty. Alrighty, guys, we're back with the next segment of the podcast. So, um, this next one doesn't really have a connection to, to Bob Lazar, but some of the points he made where, you know, the, the 
the way he described the craft as moving line up very very perfectly with what this guy has to say so this is commander dave fravor he had been in the military for many years as he, he got up to a commander i mean i think military people are relatively credible when when they tell stories because they have a lot of that, experience yeah and they have a lot to lose by uh making yeah. something stupid up exactly like the like what happened with um, bob lazar yeah. You know, they kind of ruined his, him and his family's life because of stuff yeah. like this. So uh, Dave Fravor had, has flown really expensive aircraft that, like, most people aren't able to. He was a commander in the military for a long time. He went out to do an air defense exercise. Uh, I think this was 2004. I'm not actually sure when it was, but it was a couple. It was a, it was a while ago. So 2004, I think, is what we're going to go with. I, I could look it up. I'll confirm that in the... I'll put a, post a sticky comment below the video if that's correct or not. But, um... Before this exercise, they went to... They... On the... In the flying... He was a, he was a pilot. So before this mm -hmm. exercise, a couple of ships in the area, like, uh, sea ships, had been tracking some weird radar activity for the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. You know? They said about a dozen whatevers would drop down from about 80,000 80, feet. They'd hang around in the air for about... At about 20,000 feet and head right back up after about three to four hours. Um, so they didn't they didn't really tell anyone about this. This is just something they had seen on the radar recently. Um, so Dave Raver started the, the exercise above the ocean, and uh, a little bit into it, he sees a bunch of white water about the size of a 737 airplane in the shape of a cross in the ocean. You know, like something's turning Ooh. it up from below, or who knows, he thinks it's, it's just a rock, but it's in a weird cross, so he wants to go... Check it out. <clears throat> then Fravor's partner for the exercise says, uh, Hey, Skipper, do you see that thing? And Fravor had been seeing it too. He, this is the part where Fravor now says that he saw a white tic-tac darting above the white water, about 40 feet long. And he, he's pretty good at judging his uh, distances because he spent a lot of time with aircraft and things. He says it's almost like a, a tic-tac, a tic-tac, like a white tic-tac bouncing around where on in the air wherever this uh 737 sort of shape is in the in the water he says it's like a ping pong ball where it will just completely change direction like it, it bounced off something um to me that lines up with the way bob lazar described the um the spacecraft is moving yeah yeah so he says he was there and it, it, it's very weird. The, the cross disappeared. He says that there's no rotor wash leaving from this tic-tac thing. You know, his mind is thinking, like, what could this thing that he's seeing in front of him be? You know, it, could it be a helicopter? No, because that would be that would be turning up the water below now that the water is not there. The cross is gone. Um, it's, it's darting too weirdly to be an airplane, so he has no idea. He wants, he wants to go in, investigate it, so he starts to descend. He starts to fly down in a circle, and then as he does that, the Tic Tac starts circling up, it, like counter to where he is. So they're kind of spiraling up in a in a circle. So you said it counters him. So if he moved up, they go down. He, uh, goes he went down. down he goes up. up. He went down. They went up. Wow. So then they started spiraling in a circle back up. Now, Fravor here goes, he tries to cut across, he's thinking, you know, I want to see this thing in closer because this is so weird, right? So he tries to cut across the circle to get to this whatever thing is. 
Less than a second later, it disappears. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Just out of thin air? Absolutely. Just completely... Boom. Nothing. Uh, the mm. thing is back now. They On the radar. So he gets back, and, and apparently this thing had mm-hmm. gotten to his head his to his return point 60 miles away in like a second Whoa. it had just appeared on the radar there so they flew back they flew back to the ship you know they were like that was weird someone with Fravor says hey we're gonna go find this thing um so I don't think Fravor went with them but they got a video they got a video on their on their camera now it's not a very clear video none of these videos are very clear but I think it's, it's interesting enough that we should show it here. I think it's alright. We can pause it enough and we can talk about all the things so we won't get copyright for this. But this is something extremely fascinating. So I want to show you guys this video that they got um, of this of this Tic Tac thing. So I'm screen sharing with you, Wayne. You should be able to see it, right? Uh oh, you there? Yes, my bad. Alright. So uh, just make sure you can see this. So I want to start here. You can see this is from the U.S. Navy. Um, they have actually the Pentagon confirmed this video as. Where being are you? Oh my bad. Where something. are you showing this at? Uh, Discord. Oh, am I not screen sharing? Oh, let me screen share. Nope. Sorry. Boom. Sorry, also my mic may. It may be making weird noise. All right, you see fine. it? Uh. Yes, yes, I do. Okay, cool. So this video is super weird, and and I want to go through it. So this video has been 100% confirmed by the Pentagon. So um, I want to pause it in a couple of times so you can see what it is. It's you really can't see here, but um, there's some things I want to draw your attention to, and that's mainly if we if we skip forward a little bit. Here we go. Here's where the video like really starts. You can see them switching the channels. They go from uh, whatever this is, black and white. I think that's infrared. So the the white is hot, the black is the sky around it, so kind of cold. This thing is infrared vision. Now they switch to TV, and now they switch to opposite, opposite infrared. I think. Okay, or, so that's the that's the. Uh, yeah. UFO. Yes, that is the UFO you see right there. I'm not sure if this is TV or if this is reverse infrared. One of these is TV. One of this maybe this one. Let's see if I can find it. They, they, were, they were flipping through the lenses to try to find whatever's the best. So I uh-huh. think this might be the TV lens. Yes, this is the TV lens. So this is what you're, this is like what you're seeing black and white TV. What do you think it looks like? I really couldn't say. It's, it's not great definition, which is sucks. You know, they did say a tic-tac. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see that definitely being a tic-tac. I can too. Shaped like one. But it could also be, who knows, an airplane from the side. I mean, there's a lot of other things oh. it could be. Just all oh, right, yeah, definitely. I'm not. I'm okay. Just to make myself clear, I don't think it's a a tic tac. It looks like one. Yeah. My bad. I yeah. should have. I should have made that clear. My bad. No, don't worry about it. I mean, these things are really weird, and we have no idea. So, everything we're saying is just speculation. But here, here is where it's fascinating to me. So you see now where it says 99.9 range. 99, right? Yeah. That is them trying to get a radar on this thing. They're saying, you know, how far away is this from us? 99.9. That is really far away. And that means that this thing 
is actively jamming their radar. And they can't get a reading on how far away this thing is. Oh my god. And this is this is a, a confirmed video by the Pentagon. So these are not just someone making up these numbers. No, this is a real video. This thing is actively jamming their radar or something's messed up with their radar. Um, 99.9, which means... Uh, act, I should say this. Active jamming of radars is an act of war. So, I mean, that's a little bit weird. It's an international act of war. Yeah, that... That's illegal. That's yeah. a war crime. Yep. So this thing could be really far away, or like really far away. I don't know if these are what ninety nine point nine is on the thing, but it's. I mean, I know it's really far, um, or it's actively jamming. So there's that. Um, and then the the pilots say they saw the tic tac. I'm fast forwarding because I don't want to get one hundred percent copyrighted. But here is where you need to watch. This is where it gets interesting. See how the camera is focusing on it uh-huh. and then there's they're switching lenses that's why it looks like it's drifting off for a second but watch at the end it's gonna dart off to the left side I don't know exactly when this will be but it should be pretty soon any second now it should dart off to the left side so that's oh. the uh, boom Wait, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. switching lenses there we go sorry that was switching lenses ah and there we go so just move. So that was the switch lens. That one wasn't anything. This where it goes right there, that's not. Uh-huh. That was just them switching. Um, but here, you'll see now it drifts off to the left side really fast. Boom. Whoa. That's way faster than in any airplane could, and it looks slow in the video, but that is very very fast in. Um, it's just from how the amount of far. Yeah. Shoot, how far away it is. It just look. It doesn't look like it's going fast, but. Yeah. In but that's way faster things, than yeah. any airplane could. Most definitely. So, okay, that's just one video of something combined with a story of some some commander. Maybe he was hallucinating, right? Who knows? So he Maybe he doesn't know what it was. Um, if we go back to the video, you'll look... I'll show this to you again. Um, you, when you look in the infrared, let's go to the infrared here, in the beginning of the video... There is no exhaust coming out of wherever this is, which means that this is not a combustion engine. So this is infrared. Uh, they switched to TV. Let's go back to infrared here. There's no exhaust. There's no exhaust plume, nothing uh, other just, than... It's just there. Yeah. And like the exhaust it, literally, it could be like a... Uh, it could just be like debris. It could be. Floating. It could be, yeah, like a balloon or something. But it's going... It's jamming the radar, and it's going fast. Yep. So it couldn't be. It couldn't be that. It had. It would have to be something other than interfering, or something that interferes with it. Yeah. Um, my bad. I'm at a. I'm at a loss for words. So again, who who knows? This video has been confirmed to be a UFO by the um, Pentagon. UFO just means unidentified flying object. You might also Doesn't hear mean it's alien. Exactly. Yeah. You might also hear UAP, which is unidentified aerial phenomenon, and that one is it's they're the the two mean the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, just the the army has been saying UAP instead of UFO because UFO auto seems I mean people associate UFO with alien. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now bro, here is what I call the cincher. Like this is insane. So it's people people a lot of debunkers of this thing have said that um, David Fravor could have just been hallucinating or he misremembers or something like that, right? Yeah. But um, just last week on 60 Minutes, that's a new show. 
Alex Dietrich came on the uh, show. She was another pilot that saw the actual Tic Tac, and she'd never spoken publicly about it until now. Mm-hmm. So she was there with David Fravor. Uh, I think it was she was in the other airplane. She was the pilot of the other airplane, and she that had also seen the Tic Tac. So that, considering the fact that she now said that she saw this too, and I'll link the 60 minutes down in the description, makes okay. me really think that, that they're, they're telling the truth about the Tic Tac. She said, if I had seen it solo, I probably wouldn't have come back and said anything because, you know, the par- army people would say that she's crazy or she doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, but now the fact that Dave and uh, Alex Dietrich, Dave Fravor and Alex Dietrich, have both seen the Tic Tac and the fact there was two other people that saw this as well, make me believe that that Tic Tac is real or something. We don't know what it is. I think it's real. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope it is too. Alright. For those of you who still aren't as convinced as us, there's another video I want to show you. Um, now, this one is the uh, another video the Pentagon has confirmed as true. This one has audio. And um, this one is, is very interesting to listen to. So I'm going to try to be... I'm trying to try not to talk too much during this. Now, I have to talk so that we don't um, get a copyright infringement. We need to change up the content. If you're watching this on Spotify, by the way, or, or listening... I mean, if you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, you need to watch this on YouTube, yes. Um, because we have the videos here, and it's, it makes a huge difference in how you'll enjoy the podcast. Yo. All right. So this one, this video is completely unrelated incident, but it's still really fascinating. The Pentagon confirmed this video as being a real UFO at the same time as they convinced, uh, as they uh, confirmed the Dave Fravor one. So this one's just very interesting, and I want you to to watch it and give your input. What what do you think this is? There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. Right there. He said, there's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ESA, right? The fact that there's an entire fleet of whatever they're looking at in the camera is really interesting. And that's something a lot of the debunkers forget about. They, they, They watch this video and they say, oh, this can be explained by all these things. But when the people in the video say there's a whole fleet of them, who it's knows? like it's it it can't be just one exactly. most most of the videos usually are just one no it yeah. could just be some type of debris in yeah. space but no there there is a whole pack fleet exactly whatever you want to call it of them mm-hmm. so it's not it's not just one thing that's floating space yep this is this is weird and another thing you'll notice, if we look up, up at the top here, it says infrared, right? IR infrared. That means we're not seeing an exhaust plume. So this so it's thing... it's like the last video? Yeah, it's like just like that one. We're not seeing any sort of combustion propulsion. Yep. Which means we don't know how this thing is moving. Could be a My gosh! They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. So they're, they're all going against the wind. He said they're all, so there is a whole fleet of them. Um, 
And another thing I wanted to point out is that um, someone, I don't remember who, but I think I was in one of the things I was seeing, someone said that all these ships were flying in a V formation. I think he was in the Bob Lazar uh, video uh, with Joe Rogan. I think it was Jeremy Corbell who said that these were flying in a V formation in this clip. In a V? Yeah. Like birds. Yeah, like Almost. geese. Yeah. That's so weird. So now, so weird. remember how Bob Lazar said they, they turn. Let's keep watching mm -hmm. the video. I want to point out something. Hey, I think, dude. He said, look at that. Look at that thing, dude. In the video, that's what he said. That's not an LNS, though, is it? It's not a dude. It's an LNS, dude. Well, if there's a thing, it's rotating. Boom. And then it just stops. Yeah. Well, the video stopped. But but I want I want to point out this. What? Remember how Bob Lazar said that they rotate to go fast. Uh huh. That's not an LNS though, is it? It's not. I do an LNS, dude. Well, if there's like a thing, it's rotating. So it rotated just like how it how we uh -huh. described it. Uh huh. And I don't know if you caught it, but the guy in the video said it's rotating. That, you can't get any more proof than that. that oh, is, yes, you can. Well, okay. <laughs> that, is, it's just, you know what, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So there's one more video that was confirmed by the Pentagon to be a UFO or a UAP at the same time as this video. Um, in my opinion, this one does not hold as much weight. I think, um, but you can watch the video and, and tell me for yourself. This one also has audio. In this video, there are some, uh, they're trying to get this object that they're flying over or that's passing somewhere above the ocean on, they're trying to, they're trying to get a track on it. So you'll, you'll hear them go, we got it. So, right here. so the thing's passing across the screen. They're trying to get it. They missed. Ooh. Whatever this thing is. <laughs> so right there, he got the track on the UFO, whatever this thing is. So I want to check, did they switch? No, this is all infrared, okay. I wanted to check if they switched to TV there or not. Um, I, we'll go through this video one more time afterwards, and there's one other thing I want to. <laughs> so, who knows what that is? But um, what I think this is, I think this is the least proof of a, of a UFO out of these three videos yeah. that the Pentagon released. Um, and there's one, one, one thing I want to point out here. So if you see the, as they got a range on it. Uh, as they finally were able to get the range, it gets, uh, I think, closer and closer, doesn't it? We're looking right here at the range. It's getting further, it's getting closer and closer and closer. So what I think this is, is I think this is some sort of balloon or some sort of thing that's stationary above the ocean, and they are passing over it, and it's getting closer to them, so if you, uh, oh, there's a train. So what I think is happening here, guys, sorry, there was a train, but what I think is, uh, no, here. 
Sorry, guys, there was a train. So what I think is happening here is that, let's say you take a, a, a dot on your desk, right? And now you take your hand from the left side and you slowly move it closer and closer and closer above this dot. The dot is stationary. But to you, it seems like the dot is moving because it get, it gets it's getting closer and closer and closer to you. Um, if, if your hand is moving towards the dot from your left side over to your right side, for an example, and the dot's in front of you. And, and we see the range getting smaller and smaller. So what I think this is maybe a bird that's moving slowly or a balloon or something that's stationary. And it's this plane is passing over it at such a high height, such a high altitude that it looks like it's, it's moving in comparison to the ocean. So I think you can make your own your own opinions about this one, but who knows? I think this video is fascinating, um, but I don't think this one's the smoking gun evidence we need for aliens. Yeah. I like, uh, out of the three, I think the second one. Me too. The second one, because of the audio. Yep. So, if you guys, really... if you guys want to see that, I would recommend you look up, um, Gimbal. That's the name of the video that the Pentagon released. The audio where they say, look at that thing, it's rotating, and the fact that there's a whole fleet of them. I think all of that combined is really interesting. Um, I've seen some people try to, try to... Um, Zbunk this as being a, a light reflection. If you nah. if you have a camera, those two points you see on the side are the way light uh, refracts off the off from the camera lens and things like that. But I don't really know. And the fact that they say there's a whole fleet of them and it's rotating, it just doesn't quite work for me. So I think that one's pretty convincing. Yeah. Alright guys, we are about halfway through the special, so there's a couple more things I want to point out. Now, these ones are really interesting. There was a um, school in Zimbabwe in 1994. Uh, there, I heard an interview with a man named James Fox. He's looked into this case a ton. Um, there's plenty of interviews with him. Uh, you can find them online. They're, they're all over the place. But there's Joe Rogan. It's a great one. Um, I'll link some other ones in the description that I found. But... Um, this one is not talked about a lot, this this case, but it's one of the most interesting to me. So, apparently in a yard of about 200 kids in Zimbabwe, which is in Africa, a UFO landed, and some little gray dudes came out. I mean, little that is weird. Dudes. Huh? I mean, that picture. Oh, we'll show you the, the picture 80s. in a minute, yes. Um, the kids were the only eyewitnesses. And the teachers didn't believe them at first. It was only when the kids wouldn't stop talking, like, after they came in from recess, about the little guys who looked like Michael Jackson. Uh, but what the guys... looked like Michael Jackson! Yeah! And the teachers started saying, um... What are you, you know, talking about? Exactly. The parents ended up calling the next day, asking why the kids were so freaked out at home. Um, and all the kids had different stories of what happened. You know, the school, school had a ton of different cultures, all mixed... So some of the kids thought they were like evil goblins from their religion, or, uh, you know, they thought it was Michael Jack, like, you know, they Michael thought it was like Michael Jackson, so. Zimbabwe. Uh, this is the part I don't necessarily believe, but some of the kids apparently said that the aliens told them that we needed to stop polluting and slow down on technology. I mean, it's interesting, but 
Especially because I don't think that's something the kids would know to make up. Yeah. But I feel like if an entire yard of kids saw these and then they came in and drew pictures, and here's where we're going to show this, guys. Look at this picture one of the kids drew. <laughs> that to me... And if you're in watching, if you're, if you're still listening, you need to see this on YouTube. Oh my dear lord. That looks like an alien. In the 90s, that's just... You know, most of these kids probably don't have that much technology. Yeah. And, you know, they've probably... Unless they've seen it on TV, I don't think they would have ever came into looking at it. Exactly. So, unless they've read about it. Yeah. Or seen it. And, and the, the fact that an entire yard of them all saw the same thing. Yeah. They all drew pictures. I don't know if this is um, the, the one, but here, for an example, this is a good picture. There's plenty of Google images of of the, the pictures, and this is the main one that everybody talks about. I mean, that to me looks like an alien. That to me looks like the UFO. I think it's interesting. Why, out of all the places in the world, go to Zimbabwe? Yeah, why Zimbabwe? Who knows? Where is Zimbabwe located? I don't know. Somewhere in Africa. Um, if we look at Zimbabwe on Google Maps. I think, let's see. I'm on maps. It's near Botswana, which if you know where that is, but... Oh, okay. So it's towards the bottom of Africa. Botswana is above South Africa, and it's to the top right of that. It's like to the north northeast of Botswana, uh, to the north of South Africa, and it's to the west of Mozambique. So it's kind of on the same um, latitude or longitude. I can never remember. I think latitude. No, I think it's longitude. Longitude, I think. Longitude is up and down. Latitude is... Oh, really? Um, left or right. Okay. Sure. So then it's on the same latitude as Madagascar. Um, above okay. South Africa. So, you think of the center of the Earth. Or middle ground. Is it near the equator? It's a little bit lower. That's weird to me. Because there's it's not like... Anywhere Because, I mean, I could understand if the aliens went to the center of Earth yeah. to do it. But, but there's no geographical significance. I'm looking at the globe. It's just... It's just a random spot? Yeah. That's so weird. That is super weird, yeah. That, that picture... You can't make that stuff up. Yeah. Especially as a kid. And a whole bunch of kids, yeah. Like hundreds. Yeah. I, th I think there were about a hundred kids uh, in the in the yard. That's insane. So who knows? Maybe we do need to stop polluting. Maybe we do not. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe the aliens were right. Mm-hmm. But even 30 years later, some of the kids came back for an interview and they still... See that, say that they say the same thing. Yeah. Or say that they saw the same thing. So, we're, we're getting towards the end, but there's one huge thing that I want to talk about at the very end, but before that, let's talk about the paintings. So... Ooh, yeah, speaking about drawing. Yeah. Painting. Yeah. 
So if you're still not convinced about these UFOs, we have a small, this is not super, super mind-breaking, but it's very interesting nonetheless. So there's a, three paintings that I want to really highlight that are fascinating. Here's the first one. So this is called... Also, please, the, please, again, if you are listening to this, you will not know what we are talking about. We will try to describe it as best as possible the painting so i highly recommend you watch this on youtube i would too yeah absolutely go go on youtube because that that makes this experience way better you know if you're listening to this in the car just make a note to yourself to look back at certain spots absolutely that we're showing stuff because it's okay to listen but some of the stuff that we're showing yeah no so here's the first painting. You can look this up on by yourself too. Um, it's called the Crucifixion of Christ. Now I don't remember who this is exactly by, but um, whoever it's by, I don't remember. But this is here. If I zoom in on the picture a little bit, you can see. Uh, it's it, the main painting is Jesus getting crucified and a bunch of people around it. But if you look in the top two corners, there are weird star-looking things with people inside. They're almost like shells with light coming out of them around the people. And they're floating really weirdly. And I have no idea. almost like bugs, almost. Like the whole outline or the whole shape of it. Yeah. Just looks like a bug. So there's a picture we're looking at with the with the images zoomed in. And and there's little people inside of these with star these things have star decorations on them. It's very weird. It's like they're the protectors. Yeah. Or they're overlooking everything. That's a possibility. I think they could be angels. I, I that's something I'm thinking about. Oh uh, yeah, that could be very true. But that's not the standard dis Thing you think of when you hear the word angel, right? That's not. Yeah, you don't think of them as in ships. Exactly. These you almost think of them look as like, like just floating. Yeah. The next painting I want to show is uh, this one, called um, the Madonna with Saint Giovannino. Giovannino. Giov. Giovannino. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's the Madonna. This one is. You'll see. There's the Mother Mary. And then in the corner of the painting, there's some sort of weird floating thing. And then there's a guy looking up in the very corner of the painting at whatever this floating thing is in the sky. Zoomed in and enhanced, this thing looks like a disc with light coming off of it. It looks very similar to UFO. I don't... It's hard to describe these things because they're old paintings... Um, there's plenty of other things it could be. Lady looks like she's from Mon. Huh? That lady and the picture. Uh huh. Picture in the picture, and the painting is wearing a black, like I want to say like robe almost. Uh huh. And like a red shirt. Yes. She's the the, the the she's the main person in this painting. This is just a little thing in the very corner of the painting. Um, it's like something that, like, if you've ever, mm, you ever had a hair, or like a single little piece of hair on your phone? Yeah. And it's it's so noticeable. Yeah. 
it, this is what it is in this painting. That, yep, that's a structure. A great example. Um, so yeah, it's like some sort of disc, almost like a like a frisbee, um, maybe a little thicker than a frisbee, and it's it's painted blue, but it has all these gold lights coming off of it, and these weird line patterns. And the the, the thing for me is that there's a guy in the corner of the painting looking up at whatever this thing is in the sky. Yep. It's very weird. But for me, the biggest and most strange painting is The Baptism of Christ by Gelder Ert, I think is who it is. This just looks this just looks insane. Yeah. So this is um the, well, the A Baptism pretty dark of and dull painting. Yeah, it's it's very brown and just dark. But in the sky, so Jesus is being baptized, but in the sky there's this weird disc with lights coming down. The only real light in this painting is Jesus and the baptismator, I don't know what it's called, but the guy doing the baptism. Um, and you see up in the sky a disc with three, four, four lights coming down illuminating these two guys, uh, Jesus and his baptismator. That's what I'm gonna call it, the Baptistator. This, it's very weird, this disc. And it's just ominously lurking above in the sky. And it has no purpose to be there other than to light the scene very weirdly. It looks like a saucer. It looks exactly like a saucer. That's just weird. And oh. Hmm. <sighs> It just, it looks oddly, oddly weird. I'm trying to think what else it could be. Could it possibly be the sun, like, hidden behind clouds? Could, I don't think it could be. Sun would, it would make it more brighter. Maybe. What about the moon? Mm -mm -mm. No, I don't think the moon. It's at too weird of an angle to be the moon. It's, it Mm -hmm. almost looks flat. Yeah. It's it's very strange. Like a like a hole in the sky. Yeah. I strongly recommend you come see this because that to me this is like these people have seen these things up in the sky. They don't know what they are. Maybe maybe it's a, a sign of Jesus or a sign of God. So they paint them. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um here is one the, the, there's two more two more things I want to show in this podcast before we draw to a close it's, this is going to be a long episode I'm sorry guys a very long episode but hey it's a special and specials need to be long absolutely I like that yep so this is the one video we observed last time in the last podcast Ooh, with Felix yes, 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 yes. but there's something I wanted to point out that I hadn't seen before this if you look, so this is the one with the, the night vision, you know, we see the um, yep. the pyramid coming into, into view from the night vision camera. This has been, again, confirmed by the Pentagon as a, as a UFO. legitimate UFO, yeah. And here's where you can see the two other ones pop into view uh, in a triangle shape. Do you see it's that? Like a V, yeah. Yes. It looks so, oh, that's so weird. Yeah, we we were just focused on the main thing. We were. 
And but now looking at it and you look at the the different parts of the screen, you can see it's it's literally it's almost in like a V. These are in a V formation. And I can't say for sure, but I want you to watch the left hand side of the screen and tell me if you see a faint little thing move. I'm not sure. This this now is like the ramblings of a one of these mad conspiracy people. But watch the left side of the screen, see if you can see a, a fourth one. I, I don't know if I can or not. It, it's just a possibility that uh, it could be a thing. But these look oh, very weird. What is happening on... There we go. <laughs> so to me, I think that the fact that these are in such a triangle V formation lines up again... Oh, here's what I'm talking about right here. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, now I see it. It almost looks like the further extension of the V. Right there, that's the maybe the best frame view we have. Um, that could just be the random pixels, but it continues the V shape more than anything else. And when you see it in motion, it kind of looks like a like the other third thing. So who knows? I don't. But these look like UFOs to me, and and the fact that they're they're triangle shaped, which means they could be still utilizing the three um, sided vehicle that the. Uh, Bob Lazar talked about, and the, the V-shaped formation that the second video talked about. Who knows? That is very strange. Yes. But the final piece of evidence, and the thing that made me inspired to do this, um, especially in the first place, is by far this video that the U.S. the Navy filmed about a year ago, or two years ago now. Um, I think it was July. Uh, 2019. Yes, July 2019 off the coast of San Diego. This is the USS Omaha. Yes. And um, this was taken from the USS Omaha, yep. Uh, by Which is a ship, a, a battleship destroyer, I think, um, in San Diego. You know, speaking about San Diego, mm -hmm. my... Um, this has nothing to do with the video. Oh, right, but that's fine. That's fine. My nephew, or my cousin, my bad... Um, is a drill sergeant, and he was stationed in San Diego for the longest time. Dude, that's and cool. Then he got stationed to Jacksonville, and now he just got he was there for like a couple years, and now he's getting um sent back to San Diego. Oh, that's awesome. And we visited him one time. I think it was around. No, I don't know. It could have been around the same time that this video was taken. Yeah. It was it was during it was either spring or it was either spring or summer. Hmm. But that's ask him if just, ask him if the military talks about UFOs at all. Yeah. Alright, I will. Yeah. So this video was taken in two thousand nineteen, uh, by the, the USS Omaha, which is a battleship destroyer. I'm this was taken a couple of the, the Pentagon could just a few days ago confirm this video. Let's watch the I, I want to watch it. We have permission from Jeremy Corbell, the channel with this video on YouTube, to show the entire thing. Go follow his Instagram, it says in the corner. Well, we'll show it big so you see the watermark because um, you absolutely need to go check out Jeremy Corbell. Their, their communications team is epic. They give us permission to show the entire thing. So let's just sit and watch this. <laughs> Look off, look at it. 
Frank Omaha, pick me kid, Rockwell Pearl's the pass ability to launch Hilo ASAP. There we go. So we, for those listening, this video starts off with some sort of weird black sphere looking thing darting around like a ping pong ball like we've seen that they can do from the gravity and that we've had uh, Dave Fravor talk about. This thing is bouncing around like a ping pong ball, just completely disobeying the laws of inertia that you'd expect from any kind of aircraft. And that's really obviously the beginning of the video right here. Yeah. Maybe okay. You see, it just completely goes from one side to okay. the other okay. without really stopping at all. It's just very interesting. Um, and then towards the end of the video, we hear them talking about like, oh, it's getting closer to the water, and then it splashes down into the water without leaving any sort sort of you know just it just goes straight into the water. Thirty-one knots, sustained wind, top side gust of forty. What was splash? Oh, it's splash. It goes straight into the water. And we see it sort of dot in and out, and I think that's the, the wave that it creates as it goes into the water. It flashes over the thing, and then it, as it crashes down, we see the thing again as it's going the rest of the way. What was splash? splash. Splashed. Mark see, this one. Top side, just the What was splash? So you see the water kind of flashes, dots, and then it dots out, dots back in, and then it goes under. It's like it's leaving without a trace. Yeah. So whatever this thing is, it goes into the water. Now, you may be saying, okay, maybe this is in a UFO. It, what's not the... It, what What is the most important thing of this video is that this confirms that whatever we're seeing here, it's <laughs> capable of flying both in the water and, and in the, the air. In the air and in the water? Yeah. Name a plane that can do that. Yeah? No, you can't really name many. Exactly. Submarines don't fly. Planes don't swim. That's just... This is technology that we don't have. And the only way it could do this is if it somehow uses gravity to propel it. That would allow it to both uh, go in water, in air, and in outer space without any sort of... Uh, Resistance? And yeah, without any, with no change, it would be able to fly perfectly fine in all three. Hmm. Which, you're, if you're asking me, is perfect to make a vehicle to explore planets with. Yeah. Because you could go underwater and visit if they have any underwater. Yeah. You could take it up on the ground and then you can observe its atmosphere and everything by using it to fly. Yep. So, I don't know. That was confirmed last week. I said a couple of days ago. I meant last week. Um, or May 14th, so two weeks ago. But by far an extraordinary video and just really, really weird and trippy to see that this is a thing that's happening. 
Uh, <laughs> what's up? I'm so sorry. No, what's up? Oh, you good? Okay. Um. So yeah, this is because it's consistent with everything we've seen before, and the the cherry on top, and the last thing I want to say before we close, is that on top of this, Tucker Carlson, whether you like him or not, on Fox News, whether you like Fox News or not. Ooh. I, I'm just saying that they they say the news. Um, yeah. Uh, they were the only people that said this that that I could get this source from though. So. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has said it. They were the, the people that I found this, though, from. Is that the military has been getting reports of these weird things from the water, too. Not just flying, but they've been getting reports of these things on the radar from submarines. Flying just as fast in the water as they've said in the air. Now, that is weird. No one's talking about the water ones because the air ones are UFOs, and so what? It's just water. But... If we're getting them in the water and we're getting them in the air, it's very likely the same thing if it's propelled by what we think it's propelled by. I don't know if you believe in aliens. Do you, Wayne? Absolutely. Duh. Do you believe in UFOs now? Definitely. Oh, yeah, no. All these videos make it a lot more, you know, easier. Easier to believe in them. Now I have a question. Yeah. We have gone so long without any sort of evidence, right, for aliens, until uh-huh. the past couple of years. They released the um, three that we talked about earlier in the episode for, in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then, just a couple months ago, they released the Night Vision one. And now just two weeks ago, they released the um, Omaha one. I think we're getting more and more from the Pentagon faster and faster. Oh, yeah. No, I feel... Wasn't it Israel? Yeah. It was some country that made... um, That they made the Pentagon release all their stuff. I mean, not the Pentagon, but their government made them release all of the documents. And I think it's the same for America. Yep, we have... I think the Pentagon has to release what they know by June. By June. And that's in, like, what, a couple yeah. of days? Now, I don't know if it's the end of June or the start of June. It's hard to find this kind of stuff online, but I think so, it's something, yeah. With that happening, you know, you said that it's been happening, that they've been releasing these videos faster and faster. I feel like once, you know, they drop everything, it's just going to... Everything. Yeah. We're gonna find. We're gonna. There's gonna be so many videos. Of well, what I think what is, we just watched. Yeah, what I think is happening is that there, it's a slow disclosure. Yep. Combine so combine that with you know lockdown. The the three videos were weird, right? And they released those. Yeah. Uh, 2019 or 2020. I I think it was 2020 actually that they released them. I think it was during lockdown. Uh-huh. So, I that you know so what people can't do much about it. That started priming people. I think they're getting ready for a slow disclosure so that people don't panic when they finally release the aliens. I mean, the USS Omaha barely made the news. Like, this this video should be huge. It's, an, it's a threat to national security because we don't know it could be something from another country, you know, testing out yeah. their technology on our area, mm-hmm. which would be – which is a huge threat. Or it's aliens, which is a huge concern for us. I mean... Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'd rather it be 
I'd rather it be aliens than yeah. another country. Plus, plus, if it's another country, that means they have technology so far beyond what we think they have, or yeah, we could possibly have that. No matter if that will change the entire world dynamic. If that, if this turns out to be some other country testing their things, I mean, so that would would that wouldn't be as exciting. But if it is, it would still lead to huge change and huge interesting things. Absolutely. But I mean, nobody's talking about this USS Omaha. I mean, it's it's hard to find clips talking about people talking how, about this on news. How many views does it have? This has 490,000 views on the Jeremy Corbell's uh, YouTube channel. Hmm. So I found this through Jeremy Corbell. I looked up the interview, and I think a couple of people, a couple of news stations have talked about it, 60 Minutes and Fox News, and that's why, you know, think what you will about any of the news stations. Uh, we don't have any sort of political alignment. We just look for news. Um, so say what you will, but I think that this is fascinating. No other news stations are really talking about this, but I think this is it, very important. We need to talk about this. What? Well, yeah. I. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm dumbfounded. All these videos. Yeah. Just watching these, and it's like, oh my god. You know, we're we're getting closer to. To the point where the government's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, there's aliens. Mm-hmm. You know. I couldn't, I wouldn't even think about this happening, you know, in like the 60s or 70s. Oh, yeah. Or even 10 years ago. Yeah, really. 10 years ago? Yeah, because 10 years ago we were, what were we doing 10 years ago? 2011. I mean, I was in first grade, so I don't really know what was going on. (laughs) Um... But for me, this raises the question, why? What are they doing here, if they're aliens? They may just be like us, where they're trying to find, you know, other life. It could be. We, I, think, I, think this is, I think we're getting towards the end of the special for tonight, guys. So why don't we have this as a topic for the next episode? We can really oh, yeah. get into this more and refer people to this episode, if that's something that they want to do. If you guys liked the episode, are we going to bring it to a close, man? Absolutely. It's right. <laughs> it's, it's been pretty long, man. Yep. But like I said, you know, specials are supposed to be long. So exactly. This is very specials good. Our specials. I've had a great time. Absolutely. So, guys, if you liked the episode, um, you know, if you if you listen to it on Spotify, you need to go back on YouTube and, and watch it again, obviously. Yep. But let's say you watched it on YouTube and you liked it. What we need you to do is go to Spotify, re-listen to the entire episode, give it a like there. Uh, I don't know if you can like on Spotify. That's not really a thing you should do, but you should follow us. Give us a like on the YouTube channel, subscribe, leave a comment, you know, do all the cool YouTube stuff that we always need people to do. Um, and if you <laughs> listen to this whole thing, bruh, you not you gotta watch this on YouTube. Is that, yeah. that's where we that's where the real stuff is. That's where our main is. Yeah. We love YouTube. But, but seriously, if, if you like the episode, give, feel free to support us, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys in the next episode, maybe next week, maybe two weeks. We're not sure yet. 
but uh, still figuring out schedule stuff. Yep, but it will be on Friday. We promise that. Yep. Alrighty, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye.